When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 Dragon Smoke. It's Hot Rods on Purple Daily. 5 Okay, reminder, everyone go to scorenorth.com, check out the Mr. Mankato odds from Chris Long, and send us your picks on Twitter or wherever else. I don't think we have a contest, but you get to tell all of your friends that you it's nailed it. rights. Yeah, exactly. And those are important, especially in Minnesota. And you get bragging rights with odds. So if you get Marcus Epps at 12 to yeah. 1, you could say, nailed it, and he was don't, a long shot. Don't pick the favorite, because that's boring, Matthew. Yeah, you don't really get uh, bragging rights for, for that. All right. I'm gonna, and even Alexander Madison not, would probably be All irritated right. with you for that. He's no like, way. On, we, told, we actually told Alexander Madison about it what today. Did he say? I was talking with him for a story, and Chris Long came up and said, Hey, did you know that you're the Mr. Mankato favorite? And he had no idea what Mr. Mankato was. So we explained to Alexander Madison that they once upon a time had training camp far away from here, and then <laughs> we would award the guy who did a good during a training camp. So he... Was very polite <laughs> in listening to I'm our. I'm sure nonsense. he was absolutely yeah, thrilled. He was. All right, ramp it up, Jonathan. It's time for hot routes. And I'm just realizing that with everything else going on now, I totally forget what I sent you for hot routes, and it's like me want, finding out. Do you want me to send it to you? No, I have, you it. have it. I just wrote it in the morning, and then we went out there to practice and interview players and post the stories. Is there a Mr. theme Mankato. today? There's not a theme today. So there's no play calls for a second consecutive there's day. There's no play calls. I'm done with play calls. It was just wasting time. All right, whatever. Well, yeah, if you I mean, can't, you took the fun out of hot get routes. get up to the line of scrimmage and get these hot routes out and make these plays fast, If you if, don't they always say you got to play fast, Judd? All right, Kirk, that's fine. All right. Yep, just deflect. <laughs> yeah, thanks for making excuses. All right. Yeah. Our first hot route of the day, Courtney Cronin, Judd Zulgad decided to come in, and uh, Jonathan, as always, Bruce Arians said that Jameis Winston needs a better team around him because I guess Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, and Adam Humphreys weren't good enough for him and a good tight end, too. Uh, not good enough for Jameis Winston last year. Anyway, give me the quarterback whose supporting cast got better this year and then also the quarterback who needs a lot more help in order to succeed. You want me to go? 
Sure. Go ahead. All right. Uh, quarterback who supporting cast definitely improved, I think, without a shadow of a doubt, Derek Carr in Oakland. Antonio Brown, Williams from, what, the Chargers? Tyrell was uh, added to the roster in Oakland. Derek Carr is being given every opportunity to succeed now. I don't know if Gruden's offense still works in 2019. We're about to find out. But as far as supporting cast goes, he uh, he definitely got an upgrade there. And then the guy who's going to need help and um, the guy who is so good coming off the bench in Philadelphia, but I looked at their roster today, Nick Foles is a nice addition to Jacksonville. Oh, totally they, agree. They didn't put anything around him. What were they think, Tom Coughlin, and I know you're a defensive guy, so you might not even care, but what were you even thinking here? You you can't go get Nick Foles and then be like, hey, Nick, take uh, take this garbage and make uh, make it look beautiful. So I'm very confused by the Jaguars' philosophy on we're going to add the quarterback. And and plus, guys, the coordinator, right? I mean, yep. you got Flip now as your coordinator. And you expect him to have a power running game. <laughs> Courtney? Just saying. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I would what, s- wait, running game? With Filippo? They, running? I was saying, I mean, they, they're they they're lined up to be a power run no, team. I, I know, but they didn't run last year. I know Mike they did Zimmer was, was unhappy here. about it. That's the joke. You two quit bickering? You're very contentious <sighs> today. You're scaring me. I'm tired. It's day three of I, camp. I'm over camp. Court, Courtney is legitimately PO'd about camp. Linvald Joseph hasn't even shown up yet. Courtney is. Courtney <laughs> said it when I walked in. I don't know. I just picked a random player. And you know what? You can tell. We are three days in. And you are tired of camp. I can't wait for day 14. Day 14, I'm not coming at that point. All right, give your Um, answers. I think the Cleveland Browns are pretty much the obvious one for Baker Mayfield, bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. You already had Jarvis Landry. They appear to have, you know, a good running game. So I think that that, they were already on the rise. And this is, to me, this is an AFC wildcard team. So I think that that's the easy one. Um, in terms of, you know, if, if you took my Jacksonville one, I guess I can go with the Broncos because I'm not really sure, like, you know, health-wise, the receiver position, um, you know, what's going on there. Right, Emmanuel Sanders Emmanuel is Sanders, hurt. is he back yet? I thought I saw... Might be back on the practice field. Um, I think Deshaun it's, Hamilton is another yeah. guy, but, like, these are just names like, These people. are small receivers, too. So I don't know what Flacco is supposed to do there, but to me, they're a 5-11 and 11 team yeah. and with no weapons. In terms of uh, guys who got a better uh, sporting cast, I'd, I'd agree with Judd on Derek Carr. Just by getting Antonio Brown, you immediately upgrade that receiving core. For guys who need a lot more help, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Look at who he's throwing to. I can't name most of those guys. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of help there, and he's going to need it as a second-year quarterback. Lamar Jackson was going to be my pick, but I'll go for guys who need way more help is Josh Rosen in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And they're thinking about signing Alan Hearns, who had a horrific injury, and I'm not even sure can run anymore, uh, or if he's going to be able to get back on the field. Miami trades for a young quarterback, but doesn't sign any offensive linemen, doesn't draft any offensive linemen that can help them right away. Good luck to you again, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen will be 28, and someone will give him his second chance as a starter after he's been a backup after he fails in Miami, and then he'll be great because he'll land with a team that is decent. They, but he's had the worst luck. They, I mean, their offensive line is a huge mess. They have like four oh, yeah. four offensive They're line abysmal. openings. Outside it's of Laramie Tunzel. Yep. So, but they do, they have your guy Mike Jacecki. Wasn't that the tight end that you really liked a year ago uh, out of Penn State? Yeah, yeah. Um, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Kenyon Drake. I, I mean, this, these are people these guys for sure. should be really good. And I like, and I do appreciate the fact that you've already ended the quarterback competition down there because to me it's over too. 
what that Rosen's going to play. Yes, not Ryan. You can't. You have to play him. Fitzpatrick is always the better quarterback and loses by default. <laughs> but he'll play three games and throw twenty-one touchdowns. Oh, absolutely. There's no question before about throwing it. fourteen picks in game four. <laughs> uh, the other half of the question is uh, the guy who has a lot around him, and I'm going to go with. I'm thinking about San Francisco here. It's not like they made huge moves around Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think that he has the best offensive mind out there. And if he can't pull it off with Jarek McKinnon coming back, Matt Breida, they use Kyle Juszczyk all over. They've got the top tight end in the NFL now in George Kittle. If he can't pull it off with this team this year, their offensive line has gotten better and better. They've drafted guys then he's probably not a very good quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I will be watching the supporting cast of San Francisco. I think they've done a good enough job there around him to have Jimmy G be excellent. All right, our next one. Jay Gruden, the Washington football coach, says that the battle between Keenum and Haskins could come down to the wire, everyone. Now, we all want to see Case Keenum play against the Vikings this year when uh, Washington comes to Minnesota. What are the actual odds that Case Keenum is starting by that Thursday night game? Courtney, you want to go first? Sure. Um, percentage. Give me a percentage. 55%. Oh, really? I mean, that's week eight. That's still really early. What are you expecting him to do the first eight weeks of the season that's going to cause him to get pulled? Be bad. Uh, I mean, when, when, when did he usual. get pulled in Los Angeles? That was uh, probably like midway no, through the season, yeah, it right? Not, it was it was more than that. I want to say. Well, that's what makes it hard is on. that if he wins the job over Dwayne Haskins, it's like how long are they really going to keep him in? Because uh, remember, Mike Glennon got pulled for I'm Mitch Trubisky at schedule like week right three. Now. Yes, yes, it was. Week three. So they, their schedule was for because they, before they play the Vikings on that Thursday night football game, um, that go to Philadelphia to open the season, Cowboys, Bears. Oh, it could happen quick. That could happen it actually. Could happen like quick. that could yep. happen after three games. Are you sticking with that? Yeah, I'll still go fifty-five percent. Okay. I'm not. I don't pick easy odds. I'm going to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you really throw stuff all over. Yeah. Now Rami's going to have to clean that I up. Throw He's going to be very pens. upset. I'm going to disagree with Courtney here. I'm right. I'm, I'm going to say it's only a five percent chance. Five. Wow. I think Haskins wins the job very quickly. Very quick. Keep keep in mind who runs this team. Keep in mind who one at Haskins picked, Daniel Snyder, mm-hmm. and Gruden is going to be on the outs here at some point in time. So the, the longer he sticks with Case, I think the more Snyder's like, why isn't Haskins starting? And that schedule that you just read would imply that if Case does play in those games, he probably struggles. I th- I think unless Haskins is hurt by the time they play the Vikings here on Thursday night, that he is the starter here. I was leaning towards 35%, but then when Courtney read that schedule, I'm like, I got to drop this. So I'm taking 10% off. I'm going 25% chance Case is the quarterback by the time they come. Do you guys not remember 2017? Am I the only one who's still nostalgic for that year? Yes. Okay. That's fine. Actually, can I ask a quick question? He just doesn't really have a lot around him there. Can I ask a quick question? Trent Williams isn't in camp. Adrian Peterson's dealing with debt issues. (laughs) Is that not the least surprising thing you've ever seen? Um, Wild. Just a quick question. Okay. Vikings get off to a terrible start. Things aren't going well. Case Keenum is on the bench in Washington. Zim's like oh, only if geez. Kirk is hurt. Yeah, Zim, only if Zim, is hurt. Zim says he's got a huge cap hit too. It's like Zim says I made a big mistake here, Rick. Please make it right. Oh, make goodness. it right. Yeah, they couldn't afford to trade for him. Oh, that would be the problem. Oh, it's so but, much fun to talk about. They could maybe somehow, Mr. Antonio Brown, finagle it if 
Kirk got hurt. Okay. Maybe they would figure out some way to do it. Hey, they could have gotten Antonio Brown. They just would have had to have I know. not kept I'm Everson just looking Griffin. for you to look outside the scope of the logical. No, I like it, though. Uh, I will go 10% chance that Case Keenum is still starting because I think someone's quarterback somewhere gets hurt, and there's only two guys who are backups that I think you would trade for to save your season. Tyrod Taylor and Case Keenum, the proven backups. Maybe Fitzpatrick, but not really. So if you've got a really good team, your quarterback goes down, you're looking to trade for somebody, Jacoby Brissett, but the Colts don't seem to want to give him away. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, but Case Keenum right in that conversation. I think he gets traded to someone else. I think there's a higher chance he's traded somewhere than there is of him starting over Dwayne Haskins. So we will not get the Case Keenum revenge game, is all of our guests. Our next hot route Jared Goff says he is unconcerned with his contract status, as if you would be totally unconcerned with the hundred plus million dollars you could potentially make. Oh, hundred million dollars? I don't care. Um, Jared Goff has about as much personality as my water bottle, <laughs> so of course he's unconcerned. Why would you insult your water bottle like that? It's a nice water bottle. <laughs> it's a very nice water bottle. <laughs> crying now. Unconcerned with the hundred million dollars. Uh, now you take a drink from your water I, bottle. I want you guys to give me something in your life that you pretend to be unconcerned with. I need that Judd to go first. Actually, is very concerned. I need with. Judd to go first. Oh, like, this like, is simple. Okay, go ahead. Ratings. Say, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm unconcerned about ratings because you know you're just like ratings don't matter. I'm popular, right? I'm going to ratings. Are you like that, Judd? Deep, <laughs> deep down, deep down, probably. Deep down, okay. Deep down, you, this, you know what? Hot routes does cuts open veins. Yeah, it does. Hot yeah, routes does. makes it makes you <laughs> introspective. Ratings is a good thing. It though. makes you. It makes you think. It makes you bring up things that you wake up at three in the morning thinking to yourself. Hmm. Hot routes. Courtney? I can't even imagine what is coming next. <laughs> I mean, I can take this a lot of places, and I'm not. I need to compose myself. Um. Gotta be honest, Courtney. The thing I've been thinking about a lot is no, you can't lie during hot routes. Seriously, is my ankle. To be quite honest, I twisted it in May. It has not been the same since. I retwisted and aggravated it two weeks ago. Same ankle. Uh oh. I'm worried that someday at Orange Theory, when I'm in there at 5 a.m. getting my sweat on, that I'm going to end up flying off the treadmill because the ankle is literally just going to shatter because I can't get it right. Have you seen a doctor? No, not yet. I was really hoping that I could just go up to Eric Sugarman and be like, can you look at this real sure. quick? <laughs> hey, Chubbs, get hey, over hey, here. Hey, head athletic trainer. Uh, they, they put Sam Bradford back out there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. we, we did not risk Courtney Cronin. We, we want to make it very clear. We did not risk Courtney's health one bit by having her get on the treadmill despite the fact she flew against now, the that's wall. When we that, know, is dead. That, is, that is when we know they would be lying is if he said we would never put a reporter in danger. Like they said about Sam Bradford. Are you really up at 5.30 running? I re- yeah, I run. Because of training camp, I have to go that time because it takes a while to like do my hair. That's really the only reason. But you wear I, a bucket hat out there. I have clean hair under that bucket hat, Matthew Collar, and Great. it's straightened. I haven't showered in weeks. I, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 just quick. <laughs> I thought so people with hair as long as yours did, did not wash it every single day. Is that wrong? When I had extensions, I didn't wash it every single day. Now that it's just my natural length, which I just outed myself on on radio for that, that's cool. Um, I would have you know no what? idea. I don't I'm even know what the hell that is. I'll, um, yeah. I'll go ahead no and idea. change my uh, thing. I, uh, I'm not concerned about my image. <laughs> I mean, this show is off the rails today. Um, no, it just it takes a it just takes a long time. And if I'm sweaty, I don't want to be around like you know these dudes that are coming 
off the field to talk to us. They're gross because they're sweaty at that point. Absolutely. Um, their jerseys be, change colors. Their jerseys, yeah, they do change colors. So just meet color. their sweat. You're sweaty. They're I never sweaty. Question you on that. Yeah, but then that would literally be about eight hours by the time that we get out there to uh, to talk to them. So hey, for extra sleep, I'd do it. Anyways, Jonathan, I'm so sorry you were interrupted. Yeah. Uh, no thing that you pretend to be unconcerned with, but you are actually very concerned about. I try not to be concerned about money, but then I had a kid, and then that kind of mm. went out the window of not yeah. being concerned about that. So I'd say money for me. Mm. So I uh, I live near the airport. And the planes fly over all day. And when they fly over, I'm like, okay, planes are flying over my house all day. It's totally fine. No concern. But in the back of my head, I always picture one falling on my house. <laughs> Every day. Every single time walking the dog, it plane happens. flies over. Every it goes while. It goes through my mind like, yep, that could fall right on the old homestead. Yeah. Just boom. Yeah, I could see it too. Yeah. It happens. Now, I would say in terms of ways to go, I mean, that's going to be quick. <laughs> Unless you're in the basement and you don't die and you're just trapped down there for several days. Uh, don't all, have a basement. All, all the debris is being taken off. That's your... another one. Tornadoes. It's like, well, they're pretty rare. They almost never come through here. But every time I see a tornado watch, I'm like, we don't even have a basement. I'm so screwed. You can go in the bathroom. Bathtub. Bathtub. Bathtub? Yeah. Yeah. Put a mattress over you. I will take Maybe thank you. Maybe that's what Kirk Cousins meant when he <laughs> called Kyle. This didn't really help that much, but thanks. Uh, I'll take tornadoes every day over earthquakes. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, glad I don't live really on the terrifying. coast. I, I lived in California for 17 months, and I never felt one. I've been out there once for one, woke me up in the middle of the night, and Ooh, uh, yeah, no, pretty pretty no scary. Thanks. I pretty wouldn't scary. like that. Can't, can't get away. That That's one of, that's like, one of those things where I would never try to play it off like I was cool about it. I was like, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like, that's, it's terrifying. <laughs> um, all right, next hot route. Rodney Harrison says that more early 2000 Patriots players deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He's absolutely correct about this. Ty Law, amazing player. Richard Seymour, amazing player. And these guys get overlooked because of Belichick and because of Brady. I want you guys to tell me which non-Brady players from the most recent stretch of Super Bowl Patriots teams, guys who belong in the Hall of Fame. Vince Wilfork seems like a very easy one to me. I like that one. Um, Two-time Super Bowl champion, multiple All-Pro. Great body. Uh, great That's body. That's a great body. That dude is did, massive. Did you see him kick the field goal? Yes. On yes. hard knocks? Yep. Unbelievable. Those guys, yeah. Athletic I mean, ability. He was, he was that defense. All those years. I just, I I can't say anything negative about him. He's got a cool backstory, too. How so? I think both of his parents had either, like, issues or died from obesity um, and all that. So he, and I mean, he's obviously a huge person, too. So, I mean, he's he's survived and, um, you know, he's... Just been, he, I think he's eligible two years from now, three, two or three. He deserves to be 2022. Um, it's a good one, you know, for for everything that he did and to make defensive linemen cool. I mean, that imagine a nose tackle like that playing in today's NFL, like of that size. I mean, I know he only retired like five years ago, but you don't see him much. They're more athletic. Looks like Pat here, yeah, Jerry Ball, yeah, Jerry Ball. You don't see too many Jerry Balls anchor body. Let me see how much he weighed. He was. 325, 6'2", 325. I mean, no, he was, no, he wasn't. If that lists him at 325, no way. He was no way. way bigger than that. He was probably yeah. like 360, wouldn't you say? He was he's, humongous. He looks bigger in this, this picture they have. Ted on Washington his, used to be listed for, at 325. Yeah. No way Pat, in hell. Pat Williams' entire tenure as a Viking, it never changed, 315. <laughs> 315. <laughs> if he was 315, <laughs> I'm 175. 315. 
No, but they wouldn't change it. And we were always uh, like, why don't you change this to an honest weight? This happens with baseball players when they get um, signed in the Dominican, that they will list their weights and then they and no one ever changes it. Why? So there are Dominican players who weigh 145 on their like baseball reference page. Like, uh, I don't think so. Why don't they change it? Just nobody ever thinks to do it, I guess. I mean, maybe they do on their team website, but on baseball reference, it still comes out that way. Uh, What do you think, Judd? Players from the Brady, most recent Brady era run of Super Bowls who are underrated deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Now, I I didn't uh, think of this as underrated necessarily, but my my slam dunk, and he will go in very quickly, is Gronk. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Gronk was completely dominant, and, and do any of his receivers have a chance? Wes Welker, Welker has the best chance. I'm looking at Not the that, that's what I'm curious about. Yeah. I'm looking at the approximate value, which is basically sort of a wins above replacement sure. stat from Pro Football Reference. And in terms of their team history, Wes Welker is about as valuable as Willie McGinnis and Richard Seymour, and okay. more valuable than Ty Law, and more valuable overall the accumulation than Rob Gronkowski because Gronkowski didn't play as long. Okay, uh, but. Yeah, Wes Welker, I think, would be the one who has a decent shot. Was that going to be your answer, Jonathan? That was going to be my answer. Otherwise, if he if he continues on the trajectory that he's on right now, Stephon Gilmore, he's just yeah. he's one of the best cornerbacks Absolutely. in the league. He's Zimmer undervalued because he's Remember just how much he's he gushed about player. him last year? He's a great player. I mean, yeah. I covered him in Buffalo, and we used to argue about him all the time, but he is tremendous. Uh, I will go with Logan Mankins. Um, I, he retired in 2013, so it's a little bit of maybe not super recent era run maybe it's a little bit of both early and later because they've just been great all the time but offensive linemen guards centers they have a really tough time getting into the pro football hall of fame and this is why we need to put in more players per year than they do now so offensive linemen can get their due logan mankins was a phenomenal player and this annual value or approximate value lists him as the fourth most valuable member of the patriots ever with Tom Brady clearly wow. number one by a zillion miles. So I, I think that Logan Mangus deserves uh, some recognition eventually. All right, final one here. Earl Thomas says he does not regret giving Pete Carroll the bird last year after he got hurt. The great moment of 2018 is Earl Thomas flipping off Pete Carroll. Uh, give me your no regrets Viking take. A take that is over the top, probably wrong, but no regrets. I have so many. It's kind of most of your takes in a way. It's like <laughs> you just—you really are the no regret Viking taker, which is well. Awesome. I mean, the most like savage one would be Sam Bradford should have been out there in the second quarter or second half of uh, the Chicago game, week five. But that's mean. I'm not going to do I, I was that thinking one. Twenty nineteen Vikings. Take. Um, actually, I'm going to go with the twenty eighteen one. That's, okay. that's fair. Um, Mike Zimmer did what he had to do. He did the right thing week three of the preseason last year by committing psychological warfare on his kicker. Oh. Okay, that's a good one. You're, this was a highly criticized move by Judd Zolgad. Was <laughs> I remember the pulling, column. Uh, was what? Pulling Daniel Carlson and running out the two-point conversion team. He was able to find out. Psychological warfare on Daniel Carlson. Oh, yeah. the kicker. On, on a rookie kicker who they shouldn't have drafted. Yeah, that's why. He's saying it was right. It was right. Let's find can, out what he's made can of. Can you imagine, had you, fi- had you guys made the playoffs, had they made the playoffs, and then wild card game, something else happens again, you weeded out the week. This is also, I do not believe any of what I'm saying right now. I just want to put that out there. Oh. That's just my absurd hot okay. take. That's the, but that's the no regrets YOLO take. It is a YOLO take if you believe it. it. Okay, so is this supposed to be, because I, I came up with a 
no regrets take for the coming season. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. okay, so this is not going back. This is going forward. The Vikings defense is going to seriously regress, especially in the secondary, and they're going to win eight games, largely based on the regression and disappointment of that defense, leading to the firing of Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. Okay. That's my that's, that's pretty, my no that's that my no regrets. I don't think extremely yellow no regrets. But it all would, in sort of take. But if that's right, it will. I will be. Uh, it'll be a very Notre Dame's like take on my part because nobody expects that. And I came th- and I just gave you that. Thank you. You're welcome. The gift. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly why I put Thank this question in. Uh, if the Vikings are below 500 by the tenth game of the season, Gary Kubiak is the head coach of this team. Oh wow! Okay, Jonathan. All in. Sort of wish I'd gone there. I <laughs> no, like that one. No regrets. Now I'm mad at myself. Or <laughs> now, I, now I have regrets. I will say for commercials, if anyone's ever seen what the guys gets the, the tattoo, snigger, it's no regrets. No <laughs> I love saying that. No regrets. Uh, no regrets. Take. I'm eating a Snickers. Uh, all right. So I've I've thought of about sixty different ones. The uh, no regrets takes, and I'm going to go with this. I think that Stefan Diggs by the end of this year is going to be talked about as a top five NFL wide receiver. He hasn't quite been talked about that way yet, but it takes a little while after a thing that you know happens. A few years after, I think he's going to stay healthy. He's going to catch a hundred balls again. He's going to be one of the most efficient outside receivers in the game, make the Pro Bowl, and everyone's going to be looking at the PFF grades finally at where he ranks and say, yeah, that's right. That's right. Diggs is one of the best in the league. Finally, they will come come along. So instead of burning everything to the ground like you guys did and or supporting Zimmer's psychological okay? warfare on the kicker, I'm, He's I'm angry going. Now. I'm going with a no regrets. Nice take. Yeah, what's for a, the Vikings? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I thought this whole thing Football. was meant to be mean. I took a video. I Courtney of, and I and Jonathan were. Well, some of us are not on the same page here. Kind of alluding to what Jonathan is saying is going to happen to this coaching staff. See, I took a video of guys hitting a sled this morning, and it's just who can be sad after that. Who could be down after watching? Hold on, football so men hit a Matthew sled. Matthew Collar's now picking the favorite for Mr. Mankato. Yep. You are now, your no regrets YOLO take is basically kissy-kissy to the Vikings. <laughs> oh my gosh, not to the Vikings. I'm just saying that Stefan Diggs will get his Well, due. okay, it's even worse. It's kissy-kissy to a wide receiver. Oh my gosh. This isn't, I don't know this guy. Who are you? What did you, you guys already burned everything to the ground. What did you want from me? Laquan Treadwell will catch 70 None. passes. Courtney <laughs> <laughs> Cronin, Judd Zolget, and Jonathan Harrison all said nothing, as I recall, about Kirk Cousins. Yeah. You had your chance to make a no regrets. You could have benched him by week three. Sure. sure. I think we know how it's going to play out, but let's actually <laughs> discuss more a little bit about Kirk Cousins because we were talking about it to start the show of what else is there left to look for to learn about. Join Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgate, and former twin. Glenn Perkins for a special recording of the Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball, Tuesday, August 6th, beginning at 5 p.m. from Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. All attendees will receive one complimentary beer courtesy of Modest Brewing Company with prize giveaways throughout the night. This, this event is free, but you must register to attend. Register right now at scorenorth.com slash Glenn and join me and Dan Terhar for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and the Vancouver Whitecaps this Saturday night with the pregame at 6.30 p.m. Kickoff at 7 right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app.
ultimately I and we are going to be evaluated on things far from training camp. You know, it's going to come down to, you know, those 16 regular season games and then beyond that. And the nature of this, this next month and a half is, you know, whether it's really good or really bad, it really isn't what the narrative becomes on you. You have to translate that into a really good season. Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins there, Matthew Collar, Judd Zolga at ESPN's Courtney Cronin as well. Judd, uh, Courtney and I were talking earlier about what there is left to learn about Kirk Cousins as we go into training camp. And I think personally that this quarterback is one of the most fascinating that I've had an opportunity to cover because of his unique set of strengths and weaknesses that make him a highly debatable player a flawed player, but also very talented. So he's one of those guys where you could absolutely see it. This isn't like debating, I don't know, EJ Manuel, where you could just, you never saw it. You if absolutely like Tavares Jackson here. Right. Yeah, right. Like, there you, was no debate there. there. It was nothing. wasn't very good. It was bad, and that was it. Sure. Um, but with Kirk, there was enough really, really good to go along with the bad um, that makes it debatable. So now that we're here uh, as, uh, the rest of the team's going to show up. They're going to start practice. This offense is going to be imp- implemented. Gary Kubiak's going to be on the field, standing behind Kirk Cousins every day. Courtney and I will be out there sweating her butts off. Her hair will be messy and everything else. So, what? Uh, hopefully, you listen to the last segment, if, or I'm just insulting your hair. Uh, but uh, w- w- what do you think is left? I, I mean, what do you think we should be looking for with the quarterback specifically to learn from him over the next few weeks? Well, I don't know in practices exactly how much you can glean from this, but I do think that the answer to your question in a roundabout way is this. Have they insulated him enough now with talent around him and a system that he can run to the point where they have set him up to be successful? I don't know, but I do know that what they tried to do in 2018, definite definite mistake in, in the sense of, and I keep going back to this, Courtney, they clearly said we signed you to this contract, so go do it. Yeah, and and you know what? They paid him. They paid him enough to justify that that statement. But they also watched him on tape and knew that that was probably going to fail. So now, what I'm curious to see is with with the his environment now is as perfect as you can get it for his sake. Can he do it? Because I don't know that the answer is definitely yes. There, my theory with all of that is that they expected him to be something he wasn't. They really gambled and rolled the dice here and said, okay, we're paying you this much money because it's what the market commands, but even though we know that you are a perennial 500 quarterback and now he's at 34, 37, and 1 or whatever his record is, um, they wanted him to be something. They were just really hoping that getting with a young offensive mind and John Filippo and those two melding their ideas and, you know, they both come from West Coast systems and, and they have two really good receivers and they weren't going to address the offensive line. And I don't know. They just hoped that he could be something better than he was, that better than he'd shown he'd been. So my thing now is, does he have enough around him? Are they comfortable with him as a system quarterback? And is 2015 Kirk Cousins, because that was his best season as a pro, given everything, or 2016, excuse me. 2016, um, yep. Will that version come out, come alive now? Because really and truly the, the basis of the team is kind of similar. Washington certainly has the edge. His offensive line was incredible that year. Um, but they do have a lot of similarities between just the depth at each of the skill positions and, and the quality. So, can we see that version of Kirk Cousins? 
So I think what I'm looking for is beyond just the offense and how it kind of looks of these rollout throws and the play actions and all those types of things like that. I, I, I think I'm kind of looking for the same thing that happened with Sam Bradford in training camp year two. Not just, I mean, I've talked about it before of how great it is to see Sam Bradford throw a football. It's incredibly impressive. But beyond that, there was one day where the Vikings were running a two-minute drill, and Sam Bradford just nailed it. I mean, made a perfect touchdown pass to whoever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And Bradford got so excited, which we had never seen before, that he tried to do like where you jump up into a player like the outfielders for the Twins do after the win, with Mike Zimmer, and he knocked Zimmer down, which is not a great idea considering the eyeball, and he's not supposed to have his head shaking around. But anyway. That was before so the eyeball, wasn't he, it? Uh, no, it was no, after. No, it was right. after, yeah. And he so he jumps into Zimmer. Zimmer falls down after he kind of jokes around with uh, about Sam Bradford coming out of his shell, and it really seemed by the end of that training camp that Bradford had won over guys who before might have been like, I don't know, the guy, he's a little weird or he's a little quiet or we're just not not really understanding who Sam Bradford is as our leader. And you saw that come out in the first game of 2017, and it's really a shame that Sam Bradford didn't get the whole 2017 year because if you think about how much more talented he is at football than Case Keenum, like what would he have done with an offense that was built for him by Pat Shermer with the two receivers playing at the top of their game? He might have had an even better season by a lot that he had in uh, 2016. Instead, it never ends up happening. But at that moment, all the guys got into it. There was this energy that was uh, infused into that particular day to make it really memorable for everyone. And there was a buying into Sam Bradford. And with Cousins last year, I don't think anybody knew what to expect. And we did not see this kind of energy around Cousins. We didn't see this sort of excitement on a daily basis and a feeling from the offense that, yeah, we're just going to be unbeatable. We're going to be great this year. I wonder if Kirk Cousins has a day or has a moment that could be a turning point for him because year one was some highs but a lot more lows and a lot more frustration and everything else like that. And now they're kind of used to who he is. I don't know how possible that is in comparison to Sam Bradford, but that's what I'm going to be waiting for and looking for. I got a question for both you guys because you're around this team a lot and you're around Kirk Cousins a lot. The moment that you're talking about with Bradford is organic. And Sam was a Sam was a very guarded guy, but I think that was Sam. Like I don't think Sam was phony. I think he was guarded. He was quiet. Yeah, just quiet. Case Keenum was Case. That was Case. Do you guys think, because, Matthew, in order for what you're talking about to happen, do you guys think the Kirk Cousins can drop the corporate quarterback act to allow that to happen? Because if you don't drop that act, it's not going to happen. You know, I don't think he's going to change the makeup of his personality. The football makeup, maybe he can change it a little bit, but innate you know his innate personality like who he is um i don't think that's going anywhere we talked about the quote from the athletic about that he has what was the quote can you repeat the, it the innate ability to piss someone off or to piss everybody off around him i think was the exact quote um which is really aggressive and it, yeah right on for his first few years sure so i mean <laughs> but but that's that's the thing that's followed him from washington to here i think that you probably had to have some Come to Jesus moments with yourself this off season, thinking about okay, did the Adam Thielen thing look good on to to the public? No, it did not. 
did throwing Nick Easton, I'll even go further back before that, did throwing Nick Easton under the bus, and then before he breaks his neck in training camp, did that, was that a good look? People probably didn't realize, like, that it was just kind of a very tongue-in-cheek way of being, oh, he's a Harvard guy, he's so smart, uh, you know, snaps the ball too fast. Uh, well, you know, he's in there, he's playing out of position, and then he goes and breaks his neck. Like, and then you don't have somebody who would have been a really good center for you. Like, little jabs that come across kind of as, like, just not okay. Um, and just not, uh, you know, and, and I don't have 10 seconds to throw and just all this other stuff. That stuff's got to go. It's got to be more of the accountability that, you know, when you're forward facing. And I know that there's some people on Twitter that tweet at you and I all about this all the time, get real livid with us when we bring this stuff up. We're there every single day. We talk to people every single day. These These are things that have happened. This is not speculation. This is all stuff that's happened. It's all stuff that's been reported. It's a chemistry thing now. So he he said, and I don't remember what the exact quote was, but it was sometime during the preseason he was asked, okay, year two, are you more of a vocal leader? It's probably, you know, some TV person who asked him just about, like, you know, what, what he wanted to do uh, year two that might be different. He's like, I'm not going to be a different vocal leader. I mean, he was, it's hard to come into a locker room and take over the locker room. You only get one shot at doing that, and that was last year. Now I think it's just, okay, they know who I am. I need to either mesh my personality better or I'm just going to be unapologetically me. So whichever one you pick could have a very different outcome than the other one. And, you know, for the sake of the Vikings, you kind of hope that those just subtle passive aggressive remarks go away. I I don't think that Kirk Cousins believes anything he did last year was wrong. I, I think that he believes that he had a great season last year here and they didn't make the playoffs because of a lot of other things. And he's partly right. I mean, he's, 50% 50% right that it was an offensive coordinator who struggled with play calling. It was Tom Compton couldn't play starting left guard. It was uh, they, they didn't run the ball successfully almost at all in terms of consistent game to game. You can actually run the ball when you want to. He's not entirely wrong about that. But in terms of looking himself in the mirror and saying, you know, I really do need to make some changes. He probably doesn't, but I think he got enough of a sense last year of the stuff at the podium and things like that, and maybe the way that he acted towards some teammates did rub some people the wrong way, and that's where I think there is a possibility that he would try to tweak his approach a little bit. I think it's more of, can these guys, these other guys, who care so much about winning, who return back here because they believe that they can win the Super Bowl, the Anthony Barr, Everson Griffin didn't want to get cut, uh, he wanted to restructure his contract, you know, all, all these players, Kyle Rudolph, make sure he comes back. Can they find a way to work with him? Because I think of just even how much is football sometimes like elementary school sometimes? I mean, think about this. If there's a kid that you don't always necessarily get along with, can we find a common ground with that kid to bring him into our circle? Yeah, okay, we didn't like him the first year because he wasn't Case and he wasn't Teddy. But now we kind of know who he is. We need to like him to win. How can we make sure that we get along with him and get the most out of him? And training camp is a great place for an opportunity to do that so i'm going to kind of be keeping an eye on what those relationships look like and how they're building them together because i think it does have an impact on what happens on the field uh so let's take a break courtney you got to run she got to do like national radio espn radio tonight with sarah spain congratulations thank you um no really you're getting opportunities and i'm very happy for you with that um so we'll take a break and said very quickly (laughs) 
<laughs> We've got I knew, to go I knew, I knew way John late. Was going Good for you, Courtney. Late. See you later. Bye. Gosh, always trying to start something. Um, so we'll wrap up the show with the most interesting players as veterans arrive that I have listed on our website, Score North. 3.49 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. This download brought to you by my pillow. The countdown clock is now at under 24 hours until Vikings training camp opens up. It's a glorious time for Purple Daily. We'll have tons of content for you to consume over at our free website, Score North, and our free apps, the Score North mobile app. You can also read the official Mr. Mankato odds. Those dropped just a little bit over an hour ago. Again, at our free website, scorenorth.com. That's at S-K-O-R-North.com. Also, our, you can read that at, on our free Score North mobile app. It's all there. It's all free for you to consume. That's been the Score North Download. Now back to the free Purple Daily. Thank you, Jonathan. All right, speaking of that free website, Mr. Mankato odds are up. We discussed them earlier in the show, so you can use the free app to go back and listen, or you can use iTunes, type in Purple Daily, it'll pop right up, and you can listen to Vikings Conversation every single day of your life. How great is that? Oh, it's fantastic. I can't even... That wasn't really a real question, but, like, really, isn't it great? I can't even put into words how great that is. Football. Uh, I wrote Speechless. for our site maybe a week and a half ago, but we haven't really discussed it. The most interesting players in camp. Okay, Garrett Bradbury and Irv Smith are obviously yeah. among the list. They're the rookies. Among the veterans, I listed Laquan Treadwell at the top, and I will tell you why. Because I think he has a legitimate chance to outperform the rookies by 50 miles and convince the Vikings that he should have a significant role on the team. But he also has an equal chance to not really perform particularly well, see a bunch of guys move past him, and get cut halfway through. If he plays well, though, especially in practices, but even in preseason games, how smart is it to buy that, though? Oh, it's not at all. And he's done so it the last he did, but, two years. But if he does these things, I, I would almost say I don't believe it. So if he if it gets down to roster cut time and he's on the bubble, I cut him. But let me ask you this, WWGD, what would Gary do? Gary shows up, he doesn't know Laquan Treadwell at all, and he says, I'm going to find a role for this guy. And then he plays well in camp practice and preseason, and Gary says to himself, I've got it. I've figured out Laquan Treadwell. How to use him? Hmm? It happens. Coordinators convince I themselves, I'm the you. one with the secret sauce. I agree with you completely that that, that does happen and that there are times when guys like Kubiak think I have unlocked the door. So I agree with you on that. But the one thing I love in training camp, especially as we get down to roster cut down time, Matthew Collar, is I love the debates and the fights and the infighting that breaks out that they never want you to know about. And so I will tell you this. If Laquan Treadwell makes this team, and let's say he does exactly what you just said, and Gary says, uh-huh, and Rick says, I drafted him, then that means Kevin Stefanski's not being, right. not being listened to at all. I, yep. I, this season, to me, is a referendum on how much they're listening to, to Stefanski. Because Stefanski benched him. Yeah, so, does, so, so my question is, does Kevin have a voice? If Treadwell's cut and he's played well, I'm going to immediately think Kevin has more of a voice than I thought in that room. I've also got Chad Beebe on this because I think Chad Beebe is legitimately good at football, that he can get open, he can catch the ball. He is one of those guys that just seems hard to track. It isn't for any particular reason other than he's small and has quick feet, and if you throw it near him, he's going to grab it. Mm -hmm. And these types of guys um, don't always become superstars. Here's, Here's a good comparison for Chad Beebe is Andrew Hawkins. Do you remember him? 
He's become a media guy, and I followed yes. his podcast with Joe Thomas. A lot. I remember the name. I don't it's remember like the five, particular. Six, five, seven, yeah, and a little wide receiver for Cincinnati and Cleveland. Okay. 40, 50 catches, like a decent, decent player for six, seven years in the league, undrafted. But, and, and you would never say, oh, this guy really stood out or jumped off the page, but he was just consistently good. And they have, I think, come to appreciate what Chad Beebe can do. But is he going to stay healthy? Is he going to perform the way he did last year in camp and, and in practices and things like that? Or are they going to bring in some of the better athletes, the guys who are taller, the guys that they drafted and like, and then say, well, maybe we weren't as high on Chad Beebe as we thought last year. We just had a lot of bad receivers. At w- which point Chad will go on to become one of the greatest Patriots of all time. <laughs> he is destined to be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Uh, and Dan Bailey, we've talked about it a little bit, but uh, every kick is grand drama for Dan Bailey. It's going to be great. You've got to tell Zim you can't go near him, right? That's <laughs> Nate Kading's guy. I'm serious. You've got to tell put, Zim you can't go near him. Put these walls up around Zimmer and don't let him talk to the offensive coordinator or the kicker. Uh, <laughs> all right. Friday, it'll be Myron Metcalf and I for the first hour. We're going to go around the league and look at a lot of interesting things going on. And then, Judd, you're going to co-host Hour 2 with Rami. And you're going to check in. I'm going to check in from camp tomorrow. It'll be a fun day on Purple Daily. Coming up next, Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.